And hello, Recovery Fam. Welcome back to the Unashamed Recovery Podcast. I am your host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, Drew. And this is Season 4, Episode 40, uh, Breaking the Bad. Today, uh, we're looking at the bad behaviors of addiction and how to stop acting like the addict version of ourselves and acting like the new version of ourselves. Uh, basically, just taking off some of those old behaviors is like taking off the old clothes, you know. You get a little dirty when we're when we're in addiction, but you know sometimes we don't we don't realize that we're still wearing the old rags instead of putting on something new. So it, it's going to talk about a little self care and some other things in this. That's right. Today's <clears throat> episode verse, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. But today's episode verse is going to come from the good book of Galatians, chapter five and sixteen. And uh, just to give you a, a tad bit of that. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. That's a good one. Yeah, it that is. That's definitely a good one. So, without further delay. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Yeah, roll that beautiful <laughs> bean footage. <laughs> the Unashamed Recovery Podcast. Unashamed Recovery Podcast with Josh and Drew starts now. Here at the Unashamed Recovery Podcast, we believe that there is healing in the story of our scars and that it is okay to not be okay. It is our mission, our sole mission, to break the shame and stigma of addiction and recovery by sharing real stories of real addiction from real people and real recovery and real sobriety. And when we're not sharing those real stories, we like to bring you recovery topics straight from a biblical perspective. Just like today's episode and just like our last episode, we're taking a look at a familiar recovery topic and looking at it from another angle. Breaking those bad behaviors is relevant to all of us working on our sobriety and working our recovery because without a change, we will just pick up another bad habit, another bad behavior to replace the old one. In recovery, we must remember that old ways won't open new doors. If we want something new, we must be prepared to do something new. You're going to have to do something different, like something completely outside of the spectrum of the box that you've lived in for so long. I I made a post the other day about um, how we're, how we basically, we stay in survival mode. Like we don't even realize we're in survival mode. Now for people who don't understand what survival mode is, that's where you're still distancing yourself from people. You're still building up walls against people. Um, and that, some of those walls can be healthy, but at the same time, when people are trying to help, we you know build walls against people who actually care about us. And so yep. we actually start shorting ourselves on our support supply. You know, yeah, yeah, uh, I, can, so, I can see that. Yeah, you know, so basically we're pushing all these people out because we're just basically trying to make it through a day. How many times have we said that I'm just trying to make it through the day? You know, one day at a time. Of course, that's what we live for. That white knuckling it. But yeah, you know, so at some point you're gonna have to relax and just drive the car instead of letting the car drive you. And um, so that's kind of, you know, what we're, where we're getting on right now is the fact that some of these behaviors are you still white knuckling it down the road, not paying attention to guys GPS. You know, that's yeah, that's how I feel about it, you know, um, because I've been, you know, if I can be personal about it and be a little vulnerable, like this past month alone, uh, right, right before I got up to my five year mark was 
completely terrible. Um, I think life was throwing everything that could at me. You know, the devil was on my back. I mean, it was just everything that could happen and go wrong, I felt like did. You know, so it's just, and I had to pay attention to the behaviors and things. Yeah. But for me personally, in my own recovery, and I've always noticed that whenever I'm getting close to quote unquote leveling up, moving to that next level, milestones. Yeah, that next milestone, that enemy is coming harder and he's changing his tactics he's, he's bringing something that i've never seen before right to kind of throw me off to to get me to to stumble to 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 get me to, to go start going backwards so you know and i'm pretty sure that a lot of our listeners out there can relate to this 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 isn't something that just me and drew is is struggling Can with be, this, this is something that we know for a fact that the the recovery community that the hashtag recovery posse is dealing with so today we're going to talk about some ways that uh that we can kind of change that bad behavior replace that bad behavior and that we can get start having some good i hate to say good behavior but we're replacing the bad so that we can continue on a healthy recovery journey is that how you would phrase it drew yeah you know it's just one of those things like i was um it's just something that i learned in different you know so many meetings Uh, i've been through aa and a um celebrate recovery which has been the best one not not to be okay i'm a little partial i might be a little biased there i am too but um yeah see i mean through all of these the one thing that i've noticed is you can be somebody that stops using yes and still be an addict yes you know what i mean you can you can stop using the unhealthy behavior and you can you can the substance even just you can stop using the substance but the unhealthy behavior sits yes you know um for me I relied so much on my anger to get me out of a pinch that it became like a drug. You know, I was just, I was living. If I could get livid or mad off of something, that was almost a high, you know, and it was, it was insane how that works. But once again, living an addict lifestyle, it's insanity. Or how about a common one? We just had an episode with Stacy. How many of us, we get out of that alcoholic addiction that, uh, the cocaine addiction, the the meth addiction, and for the first time in our life, we're enjoying food. Oh my goodness! And we we began that unhealthy journey with food. And now we have a food addiction. So I'm having to reprimand some of that yeah. as we speak right now so, as well. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's why this this subject kind of hits home yeah. for me. Is you know I didn't realize 18 months in, I was still living an addict lifestyle. I was mm-hmm. still. In an apartment, didn't really have much food in the refrigerator, didn't have, you know, it was just living off the bare minimum. You know, people who wanted to come by, just kind of like, eh, you know, I'll meet you somewhere and talk to you. You know, it's yeah. just, I wasn't really open to the change that was needing to happen. And so that really stunted my growth, my early on growth in recovery. You know, and I wasn't really wanting to let God in. You know, I wasn't really trying to, I wasn't being as vulnerable as I needed to be. I wasn't being as humble as I needed to be. My pride. And that's the one thing that eats us up as addicts. It's pride. Yep. yep. You know, because we, we, we get away from the shame finally. We get away from saying, oh man, the woe is me, you know. And then all of a sudden we start sticking our chin up, poking our chest out a little bit. And then we, we act like we don't need it. We're just a little bit better than we used to be. Just a tiny bit. But we don't. (laughs) Let me let that chest out. So yeah, it's it's an easy trap to fall into. So with today's episode, we're just gonna go ahead and just dive into it. The num the first thing that I can think of on the list that will help you overcome the bad habits that you done got yourself into in order to grow and move forward is 
you've got to recognize the importance of self-awareness. What do you think? Self-awareness and self-care. I think you could add that in. Yeah. Um, and when I'm saying self-care and self-awareness, we're not talking about going to get pedicures and manicures. I mean, all that stuff is great. I mean, whatever you do that floats your boat to make you smile. But at the same time, if you really want to get down to the nitty gritty, dealing with some of the trauma issues, that goes into self-care. And that's how you start gaining some self-awareness. So the one thing that I noticed that you do talk about is the fact that like you understand your triggers. You understand what's going to send you over the edge, what's going to send you over the top. You know, and that's what I've gained from you is, you know, and learning as we, we keep going down this road together. You know, I watch, I learn, you know, and I hear some of the things you say and I, I take heed and I, I use it. But now that I'm starting to understand some of the triggers, I'm noticing that some of this bad behavior is starting to subside because I'm starting to see, all right, danger zone. Yep. Let's put a fence around that. Let's, you know, not tiptoe around it, but understand what we're walking into. And for those of you that are taking notes at home, trigger awareness is a form of self-care. Yep. You're you're taking care of yourself, your your recovery by being aware of those trigger areas. So I just want to throw that out there. Just for, for, for those taking notes. <laughs> But, you know, the biggest thing about self-care is is your mindset, how you talk to yourself. Um, I believe it's stated, I want to say, you know me, I count things in the Bible, and I do it all the time. Um, I want, And somebody, tell me if I'm wrong in the comments, but I think it's like 20-something times where they say, as you think, you become, you know, mm, in the New yeah. Testament. Basically saying, if you think like Jesus does, then you'll be like Jesus. And so... As you think you become. How yeah. many times are we thinking to ourselves something negative? You know, we don't like well, something. or And some of us, that goes back to our environment because we were raised in that. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, Josh, Drew, I, I can't get out of that. Like, that, that's who I am. That's a product of my upbringing. Okay. Well, that's where Romans 12, 2 comes in. Don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the keyword renewing of your mind you have to renew your mind through christ and that's when you will be able to test and approve what god's will is when we're in our higher power jesus christ we, we get that renewing of our mind we're able to think differently we're able to do differently than the old us right so the thing that i heard is uh god allows us to go through a valley so we learn how to climb the mountain Ooh. That way we can keep that endurance, you know, and I think a lot of times we get tired. Um, I get exhausted in my recovery. And so we, we start not doing this or not doing that. And in <clears throat> that self-awareness thing, that's where that kicks in is when we got to recognize where, yeah. where we're getting tired at, um, but not necessarily cut out church. And I see a lot of people, they, that's the first thing they cut out is meetings in church, you yep. know, and I think you started this with God. You're not going to, you can't get away from it. You know, yep. God's the only way you're going to keep going through this and making it day by day. Yep. A thousand people ask me on a daily basis. It feels like they might not be a thousand. I might be exaggerating big fish here. You know, people ask me on a daily basis, like, how do you do it? I wish I could say that it was everything that I, I was taught. It's mainly God. And the way when I start disconnecting myself from him, that's when my recovery yep. starts to fail. Yep. When I start putting myself in that little cage and I start going back into survival mode and I say that I got it and I'm not going to rely on God to do anything. Yep. That's when I start to fail, you know. So yep, most definitely. And you know, you're talking about perseverance and being tired. Uh, just to plug, if that's you and you're going through some tiredness and you're struggling with perseverance, go back and listen to our previous episode, Staying the Course. 
it's a great episode. You'll learn a lot. <laughs> so with that, <laughs> moving forward, number Just two. dropping plugs. Yeah, I'm, I'm, dro- I'm dropping plugs. Hey, we got to promote, man. Hey, man, it's nothing wrong with <laughs> it. I'm applauding you over here. So number two, we got to develop some new coping mechanisms. Our oh, old coping goodness. mechanisms are not going to help us get good behaviors. We're going to have to replace, if we're struggling with substance use, we're going to have to replace that with healthier alternatives. Yeah. You know, if, if you just really like to taste a beer, they make non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. I, but that's still, that's, that, that's, yes. that's a thin line. That's, you're walking is. a thin yes, line yeah, when you do right. that. So you're putting yourself in a danger zone. Just be yes. aware, you know, that yep. we're definitely not promoting anything like yes, that. Yes, we're not promoting that. But I'm just saying, <laughs> we have to find a healthier alternative. I'm not getting on to you, Josh. I know it kind of sounded like it. But it is, a, that's that's like people with the CBD and all yep. that kind of stuff. It's a thin line, but you, it's, it's up to you. I mean, I know, I've talked with several people through our twitter page who have used mat recovery as a way to come off of meth yeah that the the medication what i'm I'm struggling what the mat y'all know what i'm talking about the mat recovery (laughs) with the medication (laughs) they're they're using that to come down from some severe right addictions and then they're able to wing themselves off once again so So that that, goes back to kind of like the end it all episode Ender for good. Ender for good. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, Angela. Please please don't hate me for that. Don't pull your sponsorship. <clears throat> for good. We, we, we still love y'all. Hearts. <laughs> Another thing, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? So the, the changes that need to be made obviously have to come from within. And yep. it has to start with mindset. But you have to explore what stresses you out. And that's going to sound crazy. Yep. That's going to sound crazy as all get out. But when we're new to it. You have to figure out what pushes your buttons. There's little things, man, that I didn't even know that triggered me because I would ignore it because I was high all the time. Yeah. But now it's here's the craziest one. People biting forks. For some odd reason, that is the <laughs> biggest pet peeve. I didn't even notice it until like one day I was sitting there. So I just you could just hear it, you know, and for some I, I wanted to blow up and it just. Yeah. But that sent me into another place, you know, and yeah. then I, I was relying and I stayed right there in that mad spot. For a couple of days, but yeah. it started with a that port. trigger. Well, I mean, like with me, you know, I, I gave up my porn and sex addiction, and I now struggle with anger. And that's what I'm, I'm working on in Celebrate Recovery is my anger. And one of my triggers is road rage, like pe- other people driving. Now, I, I very well cannot just stop driving. <laughs> but what I've had to do is I've had to change my driving habits to accommodate others. Yeah. To go on a more of a uh, a defensive driving, I, I got to be responsive of others on the road. Like, if I got a guy who's tailgating me, well, then I need to either go ahead and slow down or pull to the just side of the road yeah. and let him get on by me or he is going to set me off. Right. And, th- and that's that's one of those ways of you know managing that, that trigger, that, that stress Exp- uh, and, you know, kind of exercising or exploring it. Yeah. You know, and it's, you got to exercise your recovery. You got to take yep. it for a walk, man. And that's one of those things where you're taking it for a walk. Yep. And it's, it, like I said, it sounds insane, but that's doing yep. something different. Yep. That's it. You know. So this next one is actually going to go back to something that you've already talked about. The third way is you've got to address underlying issues and trauma. That's a big topic for you right there. Oh man, I've been I've been on that soapbox for yeah. at least a year now. Uh we're we're just going into trauma. We're talking about like the effects of it, childhood trauma, how we're still living some of this trauma out. 
Matter of fact, it's been such a, a passion of mine to try to figure out how to get people to understand that dealing with that trauma is the only way you're going to heal it. Yep. You know, you have to look at it, you know. So and it's, I did not know this, but we store trauma in our body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've been watching some stuff on TikTok about releasing stored trauma. And like, it's like some stretches and stuff like you can do. And it'll, it sits and, in your core. And you can just see it just. And it's, so I reached out to Shauna to ask her about it. And she gave me some, some stuff. And But anyway, I, I had no clue yep. that was even a thing. So uh, I know, you know, we don't talk about our spouse as much. But, you know, my wife, you know, she she's dealt with some trauma in her life. And. You know, she didn't realize that she stayed, her body posture was kind of closed off. Yeah. She didn't realize it until I was like, wow, you kind of look closed off. Are you okay? And then, yeah. you know, we got to talking about it even further. And she was just, we got kind of got to digging in. And she was just like, I don't know why, but I kind of feel like I'm hugging myself. You know, yeah. it's just one of those things. It's self-soothing. <laughs> yes, there it is. You owe me a Coke. <laughs> but, uh, you didn't do the pinch poke. <laughs> but, but with trauma, guys, it's, it's super important that when you start getting into this stuff, always, 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 if you can, try to seek professional help, yep. such as therapy or counseling. You know, I have a great therapist that I go to. Yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I pray. And yes, I go to therapy. There's nothing wrong with going to therapy and praying to Jesus. I'm smiling right now because I have a big mouth, as you all can tell in this episode, and so I have two therapists <laughs> because one hour is not enough. Well, this is also coming from the guy who took two episodes to tell his testimony, mm-hmm. but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! But when you go and you start that therapy and that counseling, you're going to uncover root causes of behaviors that you've buried and that's whenever you find healing. Write that one down, circle it, highlight it, go ahead and put a reminder in your phone to schedule a, a therapy session, a counseling session, get somebody that you can easily talk to and that you trust because that's key. I mean, sometimes even just sitting, I know I know a lot of addicts that are like me, you, you store so much of this stuff in and you've compartmentalized it. To the fact that you don't even want to open the drawers. It's a locked file cabinet. You know, you get to a point to where you know talking about it, it's going to release so much off of you. It's going to get so much so much of the baggage out of your pockets. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But for some odd reason, we just want to hold on to it. You know, it's like a, a dirty diaper, man, that we just won't release. Yep. And we got to. To move forward, we've got to release it. Yep. And speaking of moving forward, number four. Practicing self-compassion and forgiveness. Self-compassion and forgiveness. You know, we've got to embrace mistakes as a part of the recovery journey. My mistakes were my biggest learning tool. Every time I made a mistake, even through my relapse, that, I hate to say my relapse was one of my greatest tools ever because without it, I probably wouldn't be sitting where I'm at. That was rock bottom underneath rock bottom. You know, people all the time talk about, oh, don't talk about relapses and you're you're encouraging people. We're not encouraging people to relapse. By no, no means are we not, encouraging not people all. to relapse because some people do not make it back from a relapse. But like for me, I had that relapse in 2017, came back stronger, haven't looked back since. Sometimes hard-headed people, we, we need that, that rock bottom experience to move us forward. 
And from that, we've got to learn to be kind to ourselves, And we've got to practice forgiveness so that we can facilitate growth. Forgiveness was a huge part for me. I could not forgive myself for my relapse, right. for the stuff that I did in my relapse. And it took me at the advice of my sponsor to spend time every morning when I wake up, look at myself in the mirror and say, I love you. I forgive you. Now, I didn't mean it, but I continue to say it. Right. Took two years, two full years of doing it. Before you started believing yourself. And I finally started being able to forgive myself. And it's key. We've got to, we've got to forgive ourselves. So let me ask you a crazy question. You know, I normally don't ask a lot of questions. Let me ask you a crazy one. So if I ask you to name the top five people that you love, could you do it? Top five people? Top five. Yeah, I could. Go ahead. All right. Number one, myself. Number two, my wife. Number three, my oldest daughter. Number four, my middle daughter. Number five, my youngest daughter. Very good, sir. We've got to include that self That's where I was headed. <laughs> Do you understand, like, you know, at, at being a life coach, you know, or helping people through some, some situations, that's a question that I ask. Uh, right around the middle of when we're starting to work on some things, I'll start to ask. So just name off some people that you love, you know, that you trust, that you could go talk to. Do you understand nobody ever lists themselves? Yeah. Not one person. 95% of the time, not one person will ever yeah, list themselves. I believe that. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Because, like, that means you're not, not saying you're not thinking of yourself. Like, your recovery has to be a little selfish or you're not going to make it. What's that quote? Uh, my recovery has to come first so that everything that I love does not come last. Right. You know, um, I fell into the trap of trying to save everybody that mm -hmm. I came in contact yep. with instead of just being the example that they could see. Oh, dude, it was crazy. Yeah, I was, <laughs> it was bad. But then I started reviewing some of my, you know, I started yeah. going through my step four process and I started really kind of reviewing where my part was and why I felt the way I was feeling. Even recently, I've had to go back and review some things when we were talking about grace in our last CR lesson. Yeah. I started really kind of digging into like, why do I feel like I deserve grace? Why do I feel like I don't deserve grace? Yeah. What are the pros and cons to the way I'm thinking right now? Because I don't know if you remember how dark I looked. It was crazy because I was just, I felt like I was on my last leg. But what was I neglecting? Yep. My recovery. Yep. I've had to take a step back out of some positions just to understand my recovery better. Yep. You know, because I was so focused on everybody else. Yep. And that's, 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 a, that's a trap that we fall into when we get into recovery leadership. And I think that's a, a good place for us to take just a moment to, to take a break and uh, hear a word from our wonderful sponsors. But don't go anywhere because we just heard four great tips and when we come back after this ad break, we have four more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The Unashamed Recovery Podcast is heard around the world in over 42 countries, including over 780 cities in all 50 states right here in the good old U.S. of A. People around the world are hearing the message of the hope of recovery from addiction and that's because of listeners just like you who donate. But it's also because of our fantastic sponsors. Local sponsors like D's Automotive here in Meridian, Mississippi. 
serving the East Central Mississippi and West Alabama area for over 42 years. Dee's is a name that you can trust when it comes to your vehicle. You know, I'm picky about my ride. I don't want nobody touching it that I don't trust. Well, I can trust the guys at D's Automotive. And you can trust them for all of your complete car care needs and service and towing and car unlocks. That's D's Automotive. So head over and go by and see Miss Jeannie, Mike, and the boys at 5024 Poplar Springs Drive. That's 5024 Poplar Springs Drive in Meridian, or give them a call, 601-482-1800, 601-482-1800, and tell them that Josh and Drew sent you. Unashamed Recovery is also sponsored internationally by SoberLife.love a sober dating site made for the sober community. Are you tired of the dating scene revolving around alcohol and drugs? Do you want to find someone who shares your commitment to a sober lifestyle? Look no further than SoberLife.Love. The Sober Life Love Platform is specifically designed for individuals who are sober and seeking a partner who shares in the same values, whether you're in recovery, prefer not to drink, or simply choose to live a sober lifestyle. We provide a safe and supportive community for you to connect with like-minded individuals. With our advanced matching algorithms, you can find compatible partners who understand your journey and respect your choices. From server activities to meaningful conversations, our dating services offers a variety of ways to connect and build relationships. Soberlife.love is the new way to connect with people who understand and support your journey. Join today for free at www.soberlife.love www.soberlife.love Now, back to your normally scheduled program right here on Unashamed Recovery Podcast. That's right. We're back. Your boys, Josh and Drew, holding it down. We just talked about four great ways that we can uh, kind of get out of that bad behavior and get into good habits. Those were the importance of self-awareness and self-care developing new coping mechanisms, addressing underlying issues and trauma, and practicing self-compassion and forgiveness. And while that right there is a good list in itself, there's more. That's right. We have more for free. Doesn't cost you anything for free. The next one that we're going to talk about is the power of faith. Man, that's a good one. Yes. I've spent... Many of, uh, I call them wartime prayers, uh, where I'm on my knees pouring into my faith. I, I'm not doing anything. I'm not asking for anything. I'm just pouring into my faith. There's been times where I can't say anything. I've laid on the bed, sprawled out, bawling my eyes out because I'm just hanging on for dear life, trying to make it yeah. a, another second in my sobriety. I can't say anything. Like, I have no words. But, man, there, there's a verse, and I cannot think of it. Ah, I can't think of it. But it talks about how the Holy Spirit will intercede for yeah. us, for our Where groanings, and it will take it to the Father. Uh, yeah. When we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit helps us to know. I've spent some ugly cry days. Oh, man. yeah. I, where I didn't have the words. Yeah. All I had was faith. You know, faith 
is what helps us to to lean on our spiritual beliefs and it helps us to trust in our higher power you know at the the core the the, the essentialness of you know our recovery is our higher power he's got to be the cornerstone and, like i said earlier i mean if he's not the foundation it's gonna crumble yeah and and, and that's and I'm not saying it's it's God it's our way or the highway. I mean, everybody has their own recovery uh, program that they follow. Some people have just the higher power, but I'm telling you right now what I believe. Oh yeah, you I, know, um, we, I support all the different ways of recovery. I mean, there, we we we've we talked about Dharma we, recovery. We talked about yeah. Ricky. We've had we've talked about smart recovery. Uh, and we we've talked about several different paths and that's fine but here's the thing because whatever works to get you sober because i can't save a dead person yeah like if you if you have died (laughs) in your addiction there's can't call him a lazarus too i mean so the first thing first let's get the person sober work and you know get them in the path to recovery that works best for them whether it be jail whether it be drug court, whether it be smart recovery, whether it be celebrate recovery, whew, whatever it may be, yeah, get them down that road, get them sober, and then hey, then let's have that talk. But you know, and, but like we were saying earlier, um, <clears throat> before before the break, uh, it was we were going into the way we think. And we were talking about the New Testament. Uh, we I got I get I get off track because of my ADD sometimes. <laughs> But let's go back around to that. So as you think, one more time, is how you feel. How you feel is what controls your actions. You know, what you feel is what you'll act out. What you act out is what people see. You know, it's kind of like the iceberg effect. You know, you see the top of the iceberg, but, you know, below there, the iceberg is a lot bigger. You try to avoid the top of the iceberg, which would be actions and behaviors, you know, but you're missing the bigger picture and you're still wrecking the ship. The bigger picture is everything that leads up to under. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, actions, behaviors, worldview. Um, how do you view yourself? What is your views on recovery? Your recovery? You know, what are your views on your faith? Those are honest questions. Yeah. You know, these are questions that you probably need to sit down and ask yourself because I know when I ask myself these questions, that was tough. You know, yeah. I had to really write and sit down with myself and say, what are what are my actual views on recovery? And then because I was finding my identity in my recovery, not in my recovery, but I was finding my recovery identity in somebody else. Yeah. You know, I would hear something from this person. I would take that. That was my identity. Or I'd hear something else from this other person. That was my identity. I wasn't letting God form my own identity yeah. in my recovery. But when I started to let him shape and mold me and set himself and by faith. Yeah. And by changing the way I think about it, you know, new perspectives, man, it started to it, it really started to shake some stuff loose. What is it uh Stu says or you know, what do we, we not to uh, rust out? Yeah, man, it's starting to knock some rust out. You know, it's just but, and that's where you find the strength to overcome those old ways. Yeah. Yep. You, you know, you're the the faith is that foundation where we kind of are able to embrace positive behaviors because as you know we're, we're following our faith and as an example of that we're embracing that positive behavior of yeah that. but that I mean that's why it's so important 
to journal, to read your Bible on on a daily basis. I mean, moment by moment, and if you have daily to. inventory. Oh, absolutely. One of the things that I had to pick up this go around when I came back off my relapse was I had to do a daily inventory. I, I've got to keep on top of it. If I'm not on top of my daily inventory, I get behind. I'll forget. I'll I'll be under. I'll I'll, I'll get into the negative. Right. And I, for me to have to climb out of that and catch back up, no. I'd rather just stay on top of it. Daily inventory. Keep up with my stuff. So it just makes you feel like your spirits yeah. are bankrupt if you don't get to do yeah. that on a daily basis. You know, no, it's definitely. just it's it's what routine. It, how do you want to? How do you want to see yourself? Is how you should start acting. That's just it. You know, in a nutshell, I I wanted to be clean, so I had to start telling myself I can't go do these things that I used to do as a person that used to get high all the time. I can't sit here and go hang out with friends that are drinking and doing this or doing that. But you know, I've gotten to a point now where I can comfortably hang around somebody who's drinking alcohol because I mean, obviously, it's, I can't get away from it; it's just everywhere. But I can sit around, but I know my limit. I know where I, you know, yeah. what I can handle and what I cannot, what I can be around and what I cannot. Yeah. But that took a lot of time. <clears throat> Definitely. It doesn't yeah. happen overnight. No. Well, that's like with Stacy talking about how now she can serve her trigger, her trigger food. She can serve it at the church potluck. It's crazy, right? Imagine that. But I mean, it's, it's you know, that's all these people do that do this hypnosis thing. That's all they're doing. They're changing their mind, yeah. you know, but it's up to you. You have to change your mind. Yeah. You know, if you want a healthy recovery, I mean, you have to dig into yourself and really start living out what you want. Well, and that right there moves us right into our next topic. Emphasize that change is possible. We have to make that notice in our life that change is possible. That Hey. I can change. So many of us come into recovery thinking, I am who I am. I'm stuck this way. I've always been this way. I'm always going to be this way. I cannot change or we're unworthy of change. But I mean, have you, I mean, it, the one question that I would always ask was, have you really naturally always been this way? Yeah. And I mean, that sounds like a smart look answer, but it's really not. I mean, I make people, I like, my biggest goal is to make you think about it for you. That's that's the best way I can help somebody through yeah. their recovery. When you tell me, I've always been this way. No, something's affected your life to make you this way. Because I remember at one point, you know, I was a kid that used to love paper airplanes, drawing cats and dogs on paper. Thought I was the best artist in the world. Probably like chicken scratch. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, my belief was I was an artist. Mm -hmm. So if you see where I'm going with this, it's something changed yep. our mind. Some trauma changed our mind down the road, but we've got to figure out where the fork in the road happened. Mm -hmm. But we can't do it alone. Yep. Well, and that goes back to uh, Proverbs 3, I think it's 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Talking about I've always done this way or I can't change. That's a lack of understanding. Yeah. Lean in. I mean, you're limiting yourself. Yeah. If you say that, you're putting a limit on yourself. You're basically cuffing yourself up again and putting yourself in another chain and shackle. Yep. That's fear when you break yep. it down. That's fear and that's anxiety. <sighs> just like you called out the codependency just a second ago. That's all that is when you break it down. Fear and anxiety. And it's going to cripple you to a fact that you're never going to change. And man, fear will... Hold you captive. Man. Hold you hostage. What's that Zach Williams song? Fear's a liar? Yeah. <laughs> I will I will hold off and I won't sing that for y'all. I, I know 
how much y'all are wanting to hear the hear me with the the pops, but I'll I'll, 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 I'll save to, you. We're trying to keep the listeners, Josh. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes with our change, we think that if we stumble, we're not making progress. Sometimes progress may involve stumbling, but the the key here is continuous effort. Yeah, like if we're consistency, if we're stumbling, but we're getting back up. That's progress. Consistency. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the biggest part. Be consistent. Yeah. But, you know, think of your recovery like a bank account. You know, if you're constantly spending, spending time and energy on the wrong part of your recovery, not focusing on the parts that really matter, you know, um, and there's ways to do that where you're focusing on just staying clean and just staying away and not really digging in and doing the work on self. That's. That's the safe way to play it. Yep. Right? Yep. If you're doing that, you're basically you caged yourself again. You're not giving yourself any kind of leeway for that change to happen. And you're bankrupt. And you're bankrupt. Your your recovery is just depleted yep. at that point. Because yep. you've used all your time and energy on the wrong if you're focusing on the wrong thing, you know? Yep. It's just about it's, it's just about fo- once again, when you notice the the patterns you're taking, I mean, that's when stuff starts to change for you. Yeah. So moving on along, our next one, and I believe this would be number six. I done lost count. Either way, <laughs> our next one is uh, maintenance and growth for those already in recovery. Uh, you know, if you're already in recovery, we always have to be maintaining our recovery that we've already earned. We have to keep up that maintenance. It's kind of like your house. We, yeah, you, know, you gotta go out there and you gotta cut the yard. You gotta trim down the bushes. You gotta sweep the leaves out of the gutter. You gotta, you know, take care of your building because yeah. if not, if you're not doing those things, it's going to sneak up on you, and you're going to wake up one day and realize, wow, I have not been doing a good job of keeping uh, my side yeah. of the street clean. I yeah. know people know that that technology. Yeah. If we want to get out of these bad behaviors. We we got to maintain what we've already established, right? But we got to build upon it too, though. Yes, I mean you you maintain where you're at, but as you're maintaining, you also want to compile something else better yeah, on top. Add to it. Yeah, I mean it's just like you said, it's like a building. But I got an idea. What serve? Give back to your recovery. Step twelve. Because the only way I can keep what I have is to give it away. Yes. Go and serve <clears throat> the the program that has given you second life. Oh, uh, and that's pretty cut, short, dry. It is what it is on that one. That's yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty self explanatory. And then our last one, you've got to realize you're not alone. You are you're amongst great company because everybody in the recovery community is sitting right where you're at. Yep. You're I hate to break it to you, you're not special. That your your parents lied to you. You're not special. You're just <laughs> like everybody else who's going through this program. We take it one day at a time. We take it one step at a time. It's a process. Yep. The good news is there is hope. There is healing. And you've also got support from a great community. I've been a part of a lot of great, uh, a lot of communities in my life, and there's none better than the recovery community. Oh man, it's family wherever you go. Yes, we've gone several places and spoke, and I mean everywhere is treated yes. as like family. Everyone supports everyone. Yeah, you've got people that's in your corner to help encourage you, 
but also to help guide you through this process because you're going to need somebody that's further along than you are to help get you out of bad behaviors and into the good ones. And with that, that's all we've got for this episode. We talked about a lot of big things, great things. We gave you a good list to, to go off of. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Unashamed Recovery Podcast. We hope that you have found this helpful. Please and use this information. I mean, yeah. that's just use this information. Even if it, it might not be the best form of the information, but take some of what we said and use it as a platform to kind of like start building your own viewpoints. You know, to, yeah. that way you kind of understand where God's really sending you. Every, everybody's recovery is their own. Yeah. And I guess that's the biggest part to take from this is your recovery is your recovery. It's yep. not your your leader's recovery. It's your recovery. Not your sponsors. No, it's yours. Yeah. So treat so, it like a baby if you right. have to. That's right. <laughs> so if you're wanting more recovery content, head over and visit our brand new website. That's unashamedrecovery.com. And we've got sobriety and recovery themed blogs that can take you deeper into your sobriety and your recovery journey. And that's where you're also going to find all the links to our social media. You can sign up to be a guest to come on and share your story. Or if you want to come on and talk about a topic, you can do all that there. You can also donate to the show there to help us reach more people still lost in the darkness of addiction. And also, if you're wanting more great recovery podcasts, head over, check out the Take 12 Recovery Radio Recovery Podcast Network. We're so thankful to be a part of this recovery podcast network. There's many, many more great pod recovery podcasts out there. That link is going to be in our show notes. And check it out. And don't forget, every Sunday, we're releasing brand new episodes of the Recovery Minute. And those are just short and encouraging biblical words that help keep you going strong in your daily recovery journey. And that's all we've got for this episode. It's been a pleasure. Remember to stay sober. And above all else, keep on 12-stepping as you stay unashamed. unashamed. We love y'all. See you guys.